This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Colossians. governs me. I'm not governed by what you think. I'm not governed by my feelings, what feels good, what feels right, what makes me happy. I must not be governed by those things. Not governed by emotion, not governed by intellect, not governed by what I may think is right. When the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, we are no longer captive to the darkness of this world. The cross offers deliverance from any trap of lies or deceit that Satan aims towards us. In today's lesson, Pastor Robert tells us that we have been conveyed into the kingdom. We are governed by the King of Kings. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Black and white, speaking in biblical terms, that things are black or they're white. Now, what that means is they're, they're either good or they're evil. That's why Jesus could say to us as dads, you know, he says, you know, if if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your Father who is in heaven? Now, I look at myself and I'm like, what, Jesus, what do you mean? I'm not evil. I'm a pretty good dad. And he says, no, you're an evil dad. Well, that kind of tends to ruffle the feathers a little bit. If we don't understand that you're either good, absolutely, flawlessly, perfectly, or you're evil. Well, in that case, I'm evil. I'm evil. I'm an evil dad. I'm an evil dad. Do you follow me? Because I can't, I mean, there's no way I can sit here and say, listen, I'm a perfect dad. I am a perfect dad. Well, if you can't say that, then you're an imperfect dad. Well, yeah, I'm an imperfect dad. Well, if you're an imperfect dad, biblically speaking, you're an evil dad. You follow the logic? You understand where I'm coming from? I'm I'm trying to redefine the word evil biblically as opposed to culturally. Culture's wrong. Bible is right. You and I are evil because none of us is perfect. We're all sinners. Hopefully, you've been saved by His grace. We live in the midst of great darkness, but we've been delivered. Now, what that means is it's no longer capable of holding us captive. It's powerless in your life. If you're His, 
If you're His. If His Spirit lives inside you, you're no longer a slave to the evil. You're no longer a slave to the darkness. You're no longer to be governed by it. You're, you're no longer chained to your human emotions and desires. You're no longer limited by that earthbound perspective. Because see, He's given you now the ability by means of His Spirit who lives within you to look beyond the curtain, to see beyond the veil, to see beyond the grave. You and I have come to that place of understanding that from birth to the grave is only the beginning. It's not the whole. It's only the beginning. And it really needs to not be our primary focus. Does it have to be a focus? Of course, we have to live in this world. But it must not be the primary focus. It must not be the whole focus. And that's where so many of us as Christians get bogged down and fall short because we make it the whole focus. And our decisions, our politics, our financial planning, everything we do is, is grounded in an inadequate worldview. We're only looking from birth to the grave, and birth to the grave is only the beginning. We need to be looking at eternity. We need to look beyond the curtain. It needs to be our primary focus. And He set us free to do that because He delivered us from the power of ignorance, the power of evil, the power of darkness, to look beyond. Guided and empowered by the Spirit of the living God. Not led around by our emotions, not led around by the attitudes of our culture or the, the, the wisdom of our friends but by the Word of God and the Holy Spirit teaching us and empowering us, challenging us, helping us, comforting us. Number two, he says you've been conveyed into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Now, today, His kingdom is not a physical kingdom. The Bible says the kingdom of God is within you. What does that mean? For those of us for whom that is true, what it means is that He governs me. He governs me. I'm not governed by what you think. I'm not governed by my feelings, what feels good, what feels right. What makes me happy? I must not be governed by those things. Not governed by emotion. Not governed by intellect. Not governed by what I may think is right. Because so many times what I think is right is in direct conflict with the Word of God and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Let me illustrate that to you. I had somebody say to me a couple of years ago that capital punishment is not Christ-like. And I said, well, now, wait a minute, hold that thought, because this was someone I, I, I know fairly well, and, and, and I know the heart, and, and I said, are you saying that Jesus Christ is not God in the flesh? No, of course not. Of course not. I, I know the Bible teaches that, that I mean, Jesus, Jesus is the, the incarnate Son of God. He's God in, in the flesh. And I said, well, then you can't say that capital punishment is not Christ-like because the Bible says it was God's idea. The Bible says that 
that God is the one who implemented capital punishment and gave guidelines and instructions, and, and he was actually pretty liberal with it. I mean, there were, there were a lot more crimes for which a person would be executed under the Old Testament law. Now, there, there were checks and balances that we don't have. I'm not saying our system today is not messed up and broken. It is. Very flawed. But capital punishment is, is absolutely Christ-like. But sometimes that's counterintuitive for us. As human beings, it's like, no, I just don't believe that. I mean, he's, he's a God of love. Yes, absolutely. That's why capital punishment is Christ-like. Because what the Bible teaches is that that's the way he intended that evil should be eliminated from among his people. If there was a child molester in ancient Israel, they were killed. They were done away with. They were eliminated. They were no longer a threat to any more children. That's harsh. No, that's loving. That's so loving. So loving. Those he loved were to be protected from those who would do them harm. The focus of the love, the vulnerable, the, the helpless, the ones who needed protection, not the wolf, not the wolf. The wolf was to be dealt with. That's the loving thing to do for the sheep. So often our thinking is, is off and shaped by our culture rather than by the word by the, the Holy Spirit. But you and I have, have been conveyed the, the, the Word. I was trying to think, what picture could I paint? How many of you have seen films? How many of you have seen like the, the, old, the old movie footage from when the Jews were liberated from the concentration camps in Europe at the end of World War II? Have you seen those? How many of you have seen those? Most of us have, right? Just the emaciated bodies, these... People who were on, they were, they were near death. They had been tortured. They, I mean, just the unbelievable horrors that they had endured, some of them for many years by, by that time, right? And, and well, not many years because they, they, most of them died before many years went by. But, but you understand what I'm saying? And then the Allied forces came and, and liberated them. And then what? Well, then they were conveyed to a different place. Do you understand? That's the word that's used. The word that's used in this passage is, is a word that, that gives us a picture of people who have been moved from one place to another, who have been transferred, you know, like the Israelites who were in exile in Egypt. And they were marched into freedom out of their captivity. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through the radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you were listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us next time on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.